Listen to The Morning Cry weekdays in December on your favorite podcast app. Just search for The Morning Cry on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen. Father in heaven, we thank you for the grace you have given unto us to come to your presence today again. We pray that your Holy Spirit will speak unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, By the grace of God, in the last episode, we started considering Abraham and God's request for him to sacrifice his only child. And we saw God's purpose in cleansing Abraham of a legitimate love that was fast becoming an idol to him. While on one hand, it was a test to see his commitment, his faith. On the other hand, it was a cleansing work done on him as it works perfectly with God. I want us to consider briefly again today, but I want us to consider briefly again today the test of Abraham for a little more closely. Number one thing to notice that this test was a test from God. It wasn't from Satan. Yes, Satan often tempts, but when Satan tempts, that would rather be a temptation to sin, like for Job, to make him curse God. In the case of Job, God allowed the test because at the same time, it was a test of the strength of righteousness for Job. As for Abraham, a test of the strength of his faith. The second thing to note is that it was a test of Abraham's love, and therefore it must be in his beloved son his only son so-called, because it must impact the core of his love, his real essence. It is almost like God was saying, take now that your son, that your only son, that your son that you love, that Isaac laid on the altar for me. And it was not just to offer this son as a sacrifice. It was to offer him as a bond sacrifice, which will be a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. He had a choice and he had time to change. You will realize that there was no time bound to the request of God. He could have delayed it. And because he will need to go a three-day journey to Moriah, he could have changed his mind. Also, you will realize that God could have started this test on the margins of Abraham's life and walk inward to the center, perhaps starting with his animals and see how much he would be willing to give. But God chose rather to go quickly to the center of his heart, to the seat of his love, and have it over once and for all. While Abraham has responded to this kind of request before, in coming out of his father's house to an unknown, unshown land, and he responded, this was a higher level of call for Abraham. A call to lay his love, the center of his affection, at the altar that will be shown. So, what was the result of these on Abraham? Once he executed true obedience, the love for things was cast out forever. They are now external to him. His inner heart was free of them. Though the world may say he is rich, but he knows that he possesses nothing and that his true treasures are inward and eternal. Now, this is the state of a man whose affection is stayed on God and God alone. He owns nothing. Though the world may see his sheep, camels, herds, and goods, though they may see his wife and children around him with servants 
and exclaim, Wow, this man is rich. Abraham is rich. But for him, he possesses nothing. For God is all in all to him. Even when riches increase, it doesn't matter to him anymore. He cannot set his heart on it because his heart now has a place fully set on God. For all those things are lost to him. He will not seek to increase them beyond the providence that comes with daily living. And all that matters to him will be God and God alone. I want to say that this is the secret of true spiritual blessedness. And this was the point that Job also got to after he went through trials and it was made as fine gold in which he fully set his trust on God who can do all things without fear of evil or what may come or become of him. Now it is not only physical possession that God would have us to lay on the altar. Our gifts, our talents should also be turned over to the Lord. They should become external to us that they are only things that we use as God will have us to use them. They should be recognized for what they are. They are God loans to us and should never be considered in any sense as our own. So what is the peril of walking on the narrow way, uncrucified and unconsecrated? I want to point out to you that Abraham would have lost a lot if he had chosen a different path. The entire trajectory of the Old Testament would have been different. God would have undoubtedly found a man, an older man, but Abraham would have suffered a heartbreaking loss that cannot be described. The interesting thing is that nobody might have even known about the loss because it's, it's a loss. How many people are like that today that they would jeopardize what they could have become with God and for God because they never took the right step in consecration? And I want to say that as God tested Abraham to see where his heart was and to really walk upon him, you and I also will be tested if you are not already tested. And we might not even be aware of it. And you may have options. But the decision that you will make will impact the rest of your life and the rest of your eternity. Brethren, perhaps God is leading you in a specific direction and you have been resistant, holding back. My question for you today is what is holding you back? What is standing between you and God? What is that thing that you love so much and cannot give up for God? Do you know that that thing itself could be the devil's anchor to lure you out of the narrow way. Anything that the devil will meet in your hands could be that anchor to lure you away from the narrow way. And that is why you need to consecrate them and burn them on the altar. As Jesus Christ said, the prince of this world comes unto me and he found nothing in me. Brethren, is it your career, job? Let me tell you that Joseph would have found it harder to resist the temptation of Potiphar's wife if being a chief in Potiphar's house meant so much to him that he's not ready to exert his life, his garment for it. The same applies to Daniel. If being a leading president in Babylon meant so much to him, compromising on his prayer life wouldn't have been very difficult. After all, he can just pray in his heart and God will hear. Is that not what many of us do today? We rationalize in our heads how to get the best of both worlds in the name of being wise. In the name of being smart, you know, many backsliders in hearts will lay claim on wisdom. You know, you have to be wise in this world. Yes, you're correct. You have to be wise. But you're not to be wise to compromise with the world and miss out of God showing up mightily for you. For Joseph, God showed up mightily for him, though it took some time. For Daniel, God showed up mightily for him. Hey, you know, for Abraham, God showed up for him. 
time will fail me to talk about the three Hebrew, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and other men that hazarded their lives, counting their lives as nothing and would not compromise, and God showed up mightily for them. They did this because nothing in the world meant so much unto them. I can hear someone say, this is hard. Yes, it is, and God knows it, that it is hard. But I want to tell you what is going to be harder. It is going to be harder to get into the kingdom of God without consecration. With the love of the toys and the joys of this world, it's going to be harder. And why? Because Satan, the accuser of brethren, will put you to test. Will accuse you before God and say, oh, do you love God for nothing? And God will allow him. So make up your mind. It was not easy for Abraham. It must have been a harsh and bitter experience for him. But it is for us to learn from. Because the ancient cause, Mr. Flesh, will not go out painlessly. That tough and old man, that selfish old man within us will not lie down and die obedient to our command. Because there is something inherent in him yearning after the things of this world. And as the root of bitterness that it is, it must be torn out of our hearts like a plant uprooted from the soil. It must be extracted in pains and agony like a tooth from the jaw without anesthesia. Again, if you say this is hard, how easy is it for you to forget that all the things that you have in this world was given to you? Now you want to become this and that, do this and that, achieve this and that, like that rich man, that foolish rich man. Do you know that the life you have or you want to use to get those things was given to you and that life can be requested from you? What are you holding to your heart so dear that you cannot release for God? Worth. Now be fully aware that there is nothing in this world worth holding tight to. Because sooner or later, you will leave them all behind. Is it your job? If it doesn't leave you, you will leave it. Same goes for your career. And that is even if you don't expire on the so-called career. Is it family? Oh yes, so dear, right? But be sure that you are not taking anyone with you. The only thing you should be sure of is to make sure you give them life eternal. Because they are God gifts to you. And you must hand them over back to God. And I hope this gift will not become a God in itself to you. So I call upon you today to do yourself a great favor. Do your time on earth a great favor. Do your destiny a great favor. Oh, do your eternity a great favor. And you need to be sincere with yourself at this point. Because this is between you and your God. This is between you and your creator. I don't know that thing or things that matter most to you. You may be tempted right now to start dropping them one by one. Starting with the easiest. But that was not the case for Abraham. God went straight to the center of his love, the most important in his earth, the emblem of promise of inheritance of the future for him. Because if he is rid of that idol, no other thing will mean so much to him, and God will be able to use him better. So I'm pleading with you today to surrender all and keep nothing back and keep surrendering all starting today. Come to God in full determination. To submit all unto him. As you come to God, remember you are before God. So no rash or careless commitments. No half commitments. Think deeply about where you are. Think deeply about things that are idols in your heart. Or have the potential to become idols. At the same time, do not exercise caution as to leave something behind. Because that becomes the object of temptation. Remember that some seemingly good things... And great things could be idols, a gift that you possess, a flourishing ministry, a successful career, a well-paying job, beauty. So give real due diligence 
to remember all. And even if you forget any, any time you remember, just consecrate your heart and say, Father, this I give unto you. All that you treasure, all that you love to be, all that you had today, nail them to the cross today. Like Paul the Apostle said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh. That the life you are living in the flesh, you live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved you and gave himself for you. And what is the implication of this? The implication is that you are fully available to God whenever he beckons on you. What that means is that the devil cannot use them to draw you back on the way any longer. Like Joseph's robe, gladly you will drop it. To keep that which is utmost in your life. Like Daniel's position, gladly you will neglect it. To continue your devotion with God. Oh, like the lives of the three Hebrew. Gladly you will lay it down to be burnt in Nebuchadnezzar's fire. To maintain your stand with God. I want you to decide today. Decide with God to be nothing for yourself. To possess nothing of your own. To seek nothing of your own glory. But to possess Christ. And let him be all that matters to you. If I go back to the song, it says, Take, take the world with all its gilded toys. Take, take the world. I covet not his joys. Mine is a wealth no moth nor rust destroys. Jesus is my portion forever. Make that commitment today and say, Oh God, I have decided to follow Jesus. And I'm laying everything, every weight, I'm laying them down. I possess nothing. And it's only God I possess. And it's only God I will follow. As you do that, remember this day because this is a day of commitment. This is a day of consecration. And remember that today you laid them on the altar. And when the devil is asking you about them, they are bound. For now, you now live only to God and to God alone. Take time to do this. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Amen.